0: Wormwood, a small-town nexus in the strange and terrible worlds beyond our own. But what of those who live in the deepening shadows of Wormwood? Walk with us through a darkened gallery of secret lives and haunted histories as we raise the curtain on our enigmatic cast with these Wormwood Portraits. Episode 6 The Criminal's Tale Story by Jeremy Rogers Written by Jeremy Rogers and Tiffany K. Whitney.
1: You two goons, you're making a dumb mistake. You don't need to kill me. You can either keep that blabbering mouth of yours clamped shut, filled with your blood and teeth. You decide, Suave. Let me cut out his tongue.
2: No, no, no! I'm begging you, not my face. I'm known for my good look. Uh,
3: Come on, I really want his tongue for my Bichon Friche puppy. This one cute furball, I'm telling you. So I named the pooch Escobar. I tell you that, he'll crap caramelized radicchio, onions, and crispy pancetta if I come home dangling on a fresh tongue for a treat.
1: That just don't make good sense. He'll poop tongue if you give him tongue to eat. Please, fellas, be reasonable. Everybody knows that I don't got
2: any bull at Sal's place. I couldn't have rigged the boxing match. Shut up,
1: suave! Mr. Marino lost a lot of money because you rigged that fight. And word around town is that some federal agent scored big. That don't look good. But... I lost money too! Sure, it was a rigged
2: fight. I know that. Marino knows that. It's the nature of the beast. I would never rat anyone to the feds. And I didn't taint that fight. Please, don't do what it is you're bound to do.
1: You ever see that Don Knotts flick? Uh, the, the tune where he turns into a talking fish? <laughs> the, in- the incredible Mr. Limpet? Y- yeah, 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 that's the one. So I was watching the boob tube with my girlfriend's.
3: Uh, I don't think they call it the boob tube no more. Not since the advent of LCD and
1: plasma screens. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. Modern times, that's all. I'm just saying. That I was watching TV at my girlfriend's apartment last night. She's got cable, because, you know, I I wanted to have nice things. You know, uh, DLPs make for a nice high-definition television. And so this Don Knotts flick comes on. At first, I thought, hey, that's kind of neat. You know, how they turned Mr. Furley into a fish, made it even look like uh, lips and all, you know? I don't understand. But then my girlfriend comes out of the shower dripping wet, smelling clean like some dainty body wash, and that's when I realized that fish don't talk. Now, I'm gonna take out your tongue.
0: Uh, no. uh,
1: <coughs> <coughs> Don Marino doesn't like it when people cost him money or make him suspicious. now Let's see if you do impressions, Robert Suave. Swim away, little fishy.
3: You know, this is actually kind of gross. And little Escobar is so pure white. You know, that's one cute furball. You know, the more I think about it, this tongue and my pooch just don't seem like a good combination to me.
1: After all that talk, you don't even want the damn tongue? Throw it away? Yeah, what are you gonna do? Uh, Miss Marino! Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, sir, we're, we're, st- we're still down at the harbor. It's done. What? No, no, huh? I, I don't know where Amanda... I, I mean your daughter is. Uh, uh, hold on, sir. Do you know where the pink diesel is? Yeah,
3: yeah, sure, it's that new dance club on Robertson. Hey, tell Mr. Marino we can we can see his yacht from here.
1: Uh, what? Uh, yeah, 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 Mr. Marino. Uh, w- we know where it is, of course.
3: <laughs> hey, so what did he say? What did he say about Suave? Nothing.
1: He didn't say nothing about it. Frankly, I don't think he cared much. He was pissed, like a father kind of pissed. We gotta haul ass to the pink diesel and bring Amanda Marino back to the estate.
4: Of myself, you have no idea. Are you sure this is a good idea, Amanda? Tanya, my driver's license is i 21, and so does yours. These are the best fakes money can buy. <laughs> or in my case, Flash Smile nip slipped one of my father's Goombas. <laughs> It'll be okay. Besides, my old man will never find out. He thinks I'm sleeping over at your place. You know how he is. Yeah, so busy with his business that he'd never think to even call and check out. And what if he does? Then your maid tells him that we're out at a late movie, like, just like we told her. Yeah, but I'm not sure if she thought we were going to a movie. I mean, look at your skirt. Okay, for the last time, Tanya, chill. It's gonna be okay. Besides, cement shoes don't go with that dress you're wearing. (laughs) Relax, it's gonna be groovy, baby. ID's? Just enjoy yourself, okay? Here you go, my awesome ID, tilt it even got one of those little hologram thingies. <laughs> hmm. so you're Amanda Marino. And you're Tanya Golding. Yep, both just turned 21. Imagine that, would you? And in relation to a uh, Mr. Don Marino? Uh, you um... You know my... Yeah, my uncle? Your uncle? Yeah, sure, yeah. I-, I see the family resemblance. Good jeans
0: I guess.
4: Yeah, thanks. So can we go in now?
0: Enjoy your night, ladies. Try to stay out of trouble. <laughs>
4: Oh, you are no fun, Mr. Doorman.
0: Bernie, yeah, you may want to call Marino. I think his kid's here.
4: Didn't I tell you this would be great? Yeah, it, it's just loud and everyone looks like a horse. <laughs> it's supposed <laughs> to look like this. Warm up to it already. In a few years, this is all we're going to be doing, night after lord night. If only these boys knew who we were, we'd have them at our feet right now at this very moment. <laughs> oh my god, we need two vodkas and Red Bulls. No, Amanda, let's not push it. We made it in, so come on, let's just... What? Amanda, what are you looking at? Um, nothing. Just on the other side of the dance floor. I saw this guy. He wasn't dancing or anything, he was just... staring at me stop it you just scared the piss out of me I thought we were busted like you saw one of your father's guys or something no he was just this kind of shadow it's strange when I saw him it's like the music went into a tunnel and everything seemed far away just me and him, Amanda yeah yeah it must be the strobe lights in here Amanda you promised me Now, promise me again you won't leave me here alone. We stay together, right? We do not hook up with anyone, okay? There he is again! I don't see him. Because he's a shadow. Okay, let's get out of here, Amanda. Come on, please. You're scaring me. Look, he's going to the back exit. There! Through that little door in the alley. Amanda, no! Are you (laughs) going crazy? Where are you going? I, I have to see his face. I have to see...
2: I've never seen this before in my life.
4: But believe me, Mr. Marino, we didn't think we were doing anything wrong. Oh, my God.
2: What the hell happened Tanya?
4: Oh, she saw this guy on the dance floor. She followed him outside in the alley. It's like he put a spell on her.
2: Did you did you see this this guy?
4: I couldn't tell. The, the lights were playing tricks on us, Mr. Marino. And I heard her screams. The entire club could hear her screams over the music. I ran out into the alley and... There she was, behind the dumpster. It's like, it's like she wasn't even human anymore. God, that look in her eyes.
2: All right, all right, all right. I don't want to hear anymore. Don't anybody put these kind of images in my head.
5: You're, you're not going to take her to
2: the hospital, mister? No, 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 no. I'm going to keep her here in bed, in a home. This is a private matter, and we're not going to talk about this to anyone, are we, Tanya? Not to
3: anyone at all.
4: No. No sir
3: Mr. Marino, I've seen drunk before, and that don't look drunk to me baby, I don't know what happened to you, but I'm gonna make it right. This doesn't look like nothing I've ever seen before, boss. when we found her out back to the pink diesel she was doing these unquestionable things to a dead rat and laughing about it. it gave me the chills like like I never had before. you know what it, it's like it's like she's she's possessed I know. But what do you do with that I
2: mean how do you th- find me the best exorcist out there not just a holy man but a real life Linda Blair kind of exorcist
3: but do they even I, I I mean I mean is there any like real people like that in Los Angeles
2: find me that exorcist now.
5: Don Marino was indicted for tax evasion earlier this morning in what is already being mocked as an ironic turn for the criminal leader often treated as a tongue-in-cheek sea celebrity due to his colorful, nostalgic mafia lifestyle. Abacus!
6: This place is a mess! When do you get out to buy all this junk food? I'm gonna destroy that wretched microwave.
1: Ah, but don't you know that I always keep a secret stash, Miss Ginter? If I can't prepare snacks with the marvels of 1960s technology, then I don't even know.
6: You expect for me to clean up after you, I assume. Some things never change, even when wallowing overhead in melancholy.
1: Oh, how I appreciate a good drowning reference, Miss Ginter.
6: I'm sorry your nieces remain dead. But they had been dead, you fool. There are current matters to attend to. Shh!
1: Did you hear that Don Marino has been taken into custody in Los Angeles? It's all over the news.
6: The mobster?
1: Listen, I'll turn the volume up and drown out your incessant rattling. Can't you let me grieve? But it's
5: the matter of taxes that many are speculating to be the undoing of Don Marino. Recent evidence of missing mob informant Robert Soavi is expected to connect Marino's involvement with local sports gambling syndicates and offer conclusive...
6: Rubbish, rat television! Why don't you focus on your own business instead of watching the down? My business is
1: antiquities. By design, I do not have to rush. Now, if you don't mind, Miss Ginter,
5: Ten months ago, Sawabi was feeding a criminal task force key information on underground gambling taking place...
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Who's there?
7: Close your eyes, Xander. She's turned the light on. Use your arms and cover up your head.
6: It hurts. Good morning, dear. I hope you were able to get some rest. I know this cellar is damp and uncomfortable.
7: <laughs> this cage isn't going to hold us forever.
6: Oh, no. I don't suppose a determined young lady like you would allow that to happen.
7: But in the meantime, how about some tea? You know what, lady? Go steep yourself.
6: is please.
7: Xander could use some bread. Please. He needs something to eat or he'll never get his strength back. And an ice pack. Can't you see he's in bad shape?
6: But we don't care about him, dear. I'll bring some tea for you. That'll soothe your grumpies. You know, I am actually here in the room. I'll be back with your tea, Sparrow. I have the water boiling as we speak.
7: Please, Miss Ginter. I appreciate your kindness to me, but as soon as I figure out this containment spell, I can't guarantee I'm going to be as kind to you.
6: (sighs) As a good woman, I'll keep my patience with you. Trust me, my dear, I've been told about you and your boss. If it wasn't for Xander Crow, you wouldn't be imprisoned in this cellar, relying on my unusual kindness. She's a cold old crow, isn't she? Come to think of it, I'll bring a blanket with your tea, Sparrow. And remind her again that it's Doctor. <laughs>
8: I gather you want me to go this way.
2: Mr. Marino, my sincerest apology for this sudden intrusion. But we've got an exorcist for your daughter. What's with the one glove? He smells drunk.
8: Are you drunk? By legal standards. In my defense, these two goons did uh, pluck me from my favourite watering hole where I was unwinding from a particularly gruelling day digging under a Hollywood forever crypt in search of a supposedly cursed, petrified wood carving of some new guinea bird of paradise. Mm? And just as I was mm, starting to stroke the night with a serviceable whiskey, in come these two Tony Mafioso badabooms saying rather unintelligibly that you want to talk. I take it you know who I am. More importantly, I don't think you know who I am, Mr. Marino. Why don't you tell me who you are? And do it fast. My patience is running on fumes. My name is Dr. Xander Crow. Perhaps you've read my bestseller, or caught me on a late-night talk show, or, oh no, or perhaps I owe you money. Here's my card. Notice the self-printing on perforated paper stock? I am practically penniless, you see. I hope, for my sake, that I'm not in debt to you. Xander Crow, huh?
2: Doctor. Yes. You can perform an exorcism? Because you don't
8: exactly look like a man of God. Ha! <laughs> You've never heard of me. I'm a man of many talents, fewer friends, and one with the ability to exercise anything my own demons, but that just keeps me interesting uh, to the lady. Can the ham crow? Okey-cokey.
2: My daughter, she's possessed. She looks bad, she sounds bad. I,
8: I need to know if you can fix her. Well, first things first, Mr. Marino. Look, I'll pay whatever you want. I mean, second things first. <laughs> we need to determine whether your daughter truly is possessed with something otherworldly. With the devil. You'll see.
2: Hey, take Crow to my daughter's bedroom. Give him anything he needs.
8: Well, now that's clearly not a devil. No self-respecting devil would carry on like that. No. This sounds like a much younger demon at play. You two goons, stay out of here. I need my privacy. Hello, Amanda. My name is Dr. Xander Crow, and I'm here to help you get back. I think losing a hand would be the pinnacle, but it turns out that murder and ice and the tortures of a creepy antique dealer top dismemberment.
7: At least you're talking, which is a good sign. Men in writhing pain are usually so in shock they can't speak. If anything, Xander, I don't think death has changed you much.
8: (sighs) I don't think I'm all here yet, Sparrow.
7: What do you mean?
8: Brezier dabbles. I owe him that I'm back in the world of the living. (laughs) That we are back, but an amateur makes mistakes.
7: Yeah, and it was the most shockingly intimate torture I've ever endured. I gave birth to two ripped apart corpses. Do you even remember? I don't think
6: I've been brought back all the way.
8: When we get out of here, if we get out of here, there must be some information out there on salvaging the rest of my soul.
7: Right back to where we were.
8: Oh, uh, did you say something again that I missed?
7: Oh, forget it. It's actually a little bit comforting. I don't think you have to worry, Xander. Of the two things death hasn't changed about our relationship, is that even searing pain can't shut you up, and that I always have a plan.
8: There's a containment spell, Sarah. And I'm not going to cut off my other hand to free up your magic. I can't.
7: Oh, don't worry. Have you noticed how Miss Ginter treats me in comparison to you?
8: You mean how that needling hag of a woman toys with me as a voodoo doll yet does everything in her power to make this like a stay in a five-star cellar for you? Yes, I am.
7: I think she... I think she lost someone. A daughter. She just feels desperate to nurture someone.
8: You think she once had a little girl who wore black to school and scared the other kids with kitty curses, too?
7: I think she wants something to save. And if I'm right, she'll unwittingly save both of us. If I can just get out of this cellar forever.
6: Back away from the door, dear. I don't want to scrape you. Oh, Miss
7: Kinter! That's not what
6: I call her. Tea for you, my dear, and a blanket to keep you warm in this drafty cellar. You must promise that this is our secret.
8: I'll tuck the secret away in my Disney princess treasure chest, my
6: dear. I'm not talking to you, Doctor. Um,
7: Mm, That tea smells so good.
6: Abacus will throw a fit if he senses even the slightest hospitality. I do wish I could move you upstairs, Sparrow. Oh,
7: thank you, Miss Ginter. That's very sweet of you.
6: Well, well, it's nice to see you're finally showing some gratitude. I need to
7: apologize for the way that I've been treating you. You've been nothing but kind to me. It's just that I'm frustrated down here and cold. Please forgive. Oh, oh, (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean to knock that out of your hands. Please, don't hurt me. I, I'm so sorry.
6: Don't be silly. I would never hurt you. I had a father.
7: I, I'm sorry. He would, he would hit me whenever I did something wrong. Sometimes I still get jumpy. Oh.
6: Well, I am sorry to hear that.
8: He was a real bastard, wasn't he?
6: Sparrow, dear. Yes, Miss Ginter? I'll have to keep your hands tied, but would you like to come upstairs for a cup of tea? It'll be easier if I could put you at the kitchen table.
7: Mm, I smell cookies.
6: So long as it's just you. Of course. (laughs) Sparrow, sparrow, don't leave
8: me.
7: I'm sorry, boss, but I am so hungry.
2: Keep the high beams on so I can see, but don't kill the engine. I won't be long.
8: Sure thing, Mr. Marino. You want me to come with you? It's dark out here in the cemetery at night, No,
2: no. I brought blood flowers. I know they was always your favorite. Look, I I know I haven't been out here to visit you in some time. Uh, It's been too long. I'm I'm sorry, Barbara. Look, I I need to talk to you about Amanda. She has... Oh, dear God, she's grown up so much since you died. She's not our little baby anymore. Part of me thinks that you got off lucky by getting sick and going out when you did, back when you still got to hold her when she was little. I can't think of any better final memory to take to hell with me. But, but that's not in my cards. Amanda's gotten older, I've had to deal with her. And here in Los Angeles, of all places, where everybody treats her like gossip rag fodder. Look, I tell, I tell you, Barbara, these, these teenage years have eaten away my stomach into some wicked black hole of an ulcer. And give me more gray hair than well, any of my old paranoid wiretapping fever dreams. Uh, don't get me wrong, Amanda's always been a good kid. I mean, she's a looker, I tell you, with a with a knack for numbers. But she she got sick. And she's sick, Barbara. I don't know if our little baby's gonna pull through. But she's she's torn her body up real bad. You have no idea how horrible it is to watch your child destroy her precious self, and rip her flesh and spit blood and teeth. No man should ever have to witness this horror. Barbara Barbara Amanda's possessed. I've hired a, a guy to perform an exorcism like, like in the movies. No, I don't know if this is gonna work. He seems worried that the demon has sunk too deep into Amanda and for all of his efforts the monster buries itself more and more inside her. Barbara I think I think Amanda's already dead. I think I've lost our baby. I'm sorry. I'm so goddamn sorry I failed you as a father. is Man, gonna be under your watch soon. You'll do better than a, a lousy criminal like me could ever have hoped.
8: Mr. Marino, it's that exorcist guy. He's on the phone since he figured it out. He says he knows how to save your daughter. Give he me the, the phone! Girl. Hey!
2: Crow, you do whatever it is you have to do to be right this time. Do you hear me? I'm on my way.
1: Mind the center? ...that Don
5: Marino had become uncharacteristically sloppy in his business endeavors since the suicide of his daughter late last year. It now appears that his depression has led to his legal undoing. And so, tonight, the once intimidating mob boss is being held in police custody at an undisclosed location in Los Angeles. Shh, Sparrow.
6: He's been watching TV all day we don't want to disturb him.
7: Hold up. God, it is that Merino on the nose? Shhh.
6: Come on. The kitchen's this way.
7: Reach, Sparrow. Give me a compelling reason to call you back.
8: Ah, Sparrow! Hello. This is Crow. I've, um, I'm apparently quite drunk. And I seem to have misplaced my car. I need a ride. I'm on the corner of Wilcox and Franklin. You know that seedy little dive with the buxom silhouette done up in neon? Who's there? Dr. Crow, you seem a bit lost. I know you. I'm sure you do. Don Marino sends his regards. Look, friend, what happened to Marino's daughter is... Well, it's unimaginable, but you have to believe me. The demon had taken complete possession. It was too late Don't to... feed us your mumbo jumbo, Doc. Mr. Marino ain't buying
1: it no more. You killed his daughter. She committed suicide. You killed his daughter, Crow. And now Mr. Marino is very, very upset. And when Mr. Marino is upset, he calls us. We take the thing that makes him upset and we, uh, make it go away. You understand where we're coming from, Doc? Well, your
8: point is actually so subtle, I didn't quite pick up on it. Of course, it could with scotch, adult senses, you know. I might have misconstrued what appears to be a threat. Nobody likes a wise-ass crow. (laughs) No, I'm fairly certain I'm detecting the threat of violence now.
3: Saint Doc, is it true what they say? That you always wear that glove on your hand because you don't want anyone to see how disgusting it is? That's what I heard.
8: Gentlemen, listen to me. I admit I have had a few cocktails, there are two of you, aren't there? <laughs> say, Vincent,
1: what say we
3: take a look at the Doc's hand? Why, Johnny, I think that's an excellent idea. Kill them! Get off me!
8: Uh, uh, but please, you don't want to
3: do that.
1: Oh my God! What? What is that? Holy Christ! It's it's withered and dead.
7: <laughs> Xander, get in the car.
3: now where does he think he's going I could go for a good coffee yeah meet you down at uh, Duke's
1: okay
0: Mystery is produced and distributed by Habit Forming Films LLC and features a talented cast of characters. Arthur Russell as Dr. Xander Crow, Sonia Perozzi as Sparrow and Rachel Nolan, Rob Grindlinger as Sheriff Tom Bradley and Don Marino, Anna Maganini as Lynette Bradley, Peggy Nolan, and Commander McQueen, Nicole Rayburn as Deidre Frost and Harmony Barrister, Peter Dirksen as jonesy and jimmy details zachary folks as brent saunders robert w allen as special agent Votech, ben Boodman as chip drexel and bishop grail david johnston as deputy wayne drexel david acampo as jacob kitter andrew ramirez as dexter nolan morgan walsh as sister george E. james as miss ginter samantha turk as henry howe and Joe J. Thomas as Hank Mason, Mr. Bressier, and your announcer. Additional voices provided by the talented cast. Original music compositions by Todd Hodges. The Wormwood writing staff includes David Acampo, Jeremiah Allen, Rob Allspaw, Paul Montgomery, Jeremy Rogers, and Tiffany K. Whitney. Wormwood created by David Acampo and Jeremy Rogers. Copyright 2009 Habit Forming Films, LLC, Wormwood is a serialized podcast drama and cannot be distributed in part or whole outside of the podcast format without written consent from the creators. For more information on the cast, creators, and individual episode credits, please visit www.wormwoodshow.com. Thank you for listening and welcome to town.